All right. So here we are. I normally would start with the what's up party people. It doesn't, that doesn't feel authentic. What feels authentic is to be like, Hey, what are you grieving people? Hey, grief people. (laughs) Raise your hand if you're sad. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Welcome back for episode two of season five of the therapist is in where we are tackling grief and loss and my first guest is already she looks so somber i told her and the other people who have agreed to do this with me that i wasn't going to be doing video episodes because i figured it would be easier for everybody and to do but if i could just take a picture of her right now like you guys would already start crying she's oh man I prefaced it in the last episode saying that I just, you know, I had a, I prayed one night and it just came over me like a wave of grief, thinking that this is what this season has to be about. And it is the Monday before Thanksgiving today. And my first official guest for the season is none other. Let's give her a a wild round of applause. You love her. I have to, <laughs> it's the co-host, <sighs> AKA my mom. Wait, she's gonna, she's choking. <laughs> Look, we're both, we're both battling, I believe it's RSV, AKA the new cold. We're both battling that. So she's, <coughs> she's apparently gonna continue to just cough into the mic. Bear with us, she's drinking her water. Oh, did I get you a cough drop? No. Here you go. Here. You want the one I licked? I could take it. <laughs> That's the one I licked. Say hi, co-host. Yeah, good morning. It's my mom. I think we have RSV. We do. I talked to my uh, my PA client came in yesterday to do her lash lift. And I was like, hey, this is what I'm feeling like. And she's like, it sounds to me like you have RSV. So here we go. Here we go. Here we are. If we cough unnecessarily, if you hear me like Sorry. clearing my nose, Sorry, not sorry. It's going around. How you doing today? I'm okay. All of that, all of that grief and loss is... It's a lot. All of that grief and loss is not what we're here to talk about today. This episode will be very cathartic for both of us. I think it's going to be very difficult to be perfectly honest with you because I know we've sat down a couple times and talked about it here a handful of times and talked about it here or there. Today, she, my co-host, my mother, the birth giver of my life, is here to talk with us about losing a spouse. That is correct. Um, She is going to hopefully reveal and uncover some truths for herself and for me about losing my dad. (sighs) That's hard. Yeah. This is our, I believe if I'm calculating right, this is our 18th. Thanksgiving without him. And I mean, let's be real. <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. Holidays with the man on the couch weren't necessarily the easiest. He was there. 
he was there. And sometimes we left him there. And, uh, yeah. Sometimes we had sometimes him by there choice, to go. sometimes not. <laughs> One thing about my dad uh, is that um, he he had a certain way. Um, my dad had an uncanny way of ruining days, holidays. And his birthday. And his birthday. And, and everybody's else. birthday. Everybody else's birthday. And he just. <laughs> he had a way about him. Um, and I think in death, a lot of times, everybody does it unless, unless the person is just a complete, utter evil, dark waste of space, useless disgusting excuse for a human being. I think we all have a tendency to kind of hold people to a higher regard when they've passed, right? Um, it's been long enough that we could just be real about dad. He was- We can laugh now. Man, we can <laughs> laugh and I'm sure he's pissed off in heaven. That's gonna be a holiday. It's, it's Thursday. He would have been finding ways to ruin things already. You married him this year. <laughs> Opposites attract. <laughs> okay, so that's a good place to start. Talk to me about, well, tell the people also, the first time you met and saw dad, how old were you? Where was it? Who I know the story basically, but, and please don't exaggerate it. Don't make it more. It was a windy afternoon and I, no. No, actually. Story of how you met your husband. <clears throat> okay, so I had a best friend and he had a best friend. And they were dating. How old are you? Oh, I, we were, uh, I was, uh, I was 19. Okay. And I'm trying to count how many, how <laughs> yeah, I think I was 19. Oh my gosh, you guys are... We were little kids. Eight months apart. Dad was eight months older than you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we, we, uh, we didn't know, but we were both going to the same college, junior college. And so our friends decided that, that we should meet. And I, I was... I was pretty shy. I was, you know, kind of sheltered, <laughs> not by choice. Kind of, kind of. So my friend, um, my friend's boyfriend, he used to drive a, a an old beetle bug. And they, they had been like, come on, you got to meet it. No, I don't want to meet anybody. So one day we were coming home from school and, he said, oh, I'm going to stop at my friend's house really quick, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. So he gets off and my friend and I are in the car. I'm in the back seat. And he comes out with this guy and I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and my friend started laughing. So I knew, I knew what was going on. So my first impression was all I saw was hair. Because he had a lot of curly hair. He had a, like a, 
like an afro hair, but he he and he was very light he, skinned. Thank you. You gotta. Add I'm like, who, where? What is he? But then he walked up to the car, and he he squatted, and he you know they introduced us. He looked in the back seat. He said hi, and I looked and I saw those beautiful blue eyes, and that was it. Sucker. I just saw his eyes and I melted. They were like, they were like, like, like blue. If you go to a really clean beach mm -hmm. and it's clear water, his eyes were like that. All right. So, so anyway, eyes. so that's how we met. Old blue eyes. And then, yeah. And then from there. What oh, was your first date? God. What'd you guys do? What was your first date? Okay. Night? So. Did you put out? Just kidding. I don't want. <laughs> She looked at me like I'm no. crazy. So <laughs> I, I quickly learned that we were opposites because because I was very quiet and timid, and he was not. And he would tell me of his, you know, because he had, he had been in the military. He had just gotten out of the military. And so he, you know, was starting to tell me his war stories war he, he did his war horror stories he thinks he did let him think he was in germany but he thought but he says vietnam vet. vietnam because it was during the <laughs> vietnam era so he considered himself a vietnam vet whatever um and so um we you know he we just would talk on the phone and and then he asked me out on a date and oh oh yeah okay you know where are we gonna go but i gotta ask my dad i gotta ask my brothers actually that's so stupid and that's so it was it was so dumb i was so controlled by my family that at that age i was allowed to go out but i had to be home by 10 o'clock oh. so like if he picked me at not up at nine oh well you got an hour and this is the we're in the 70s, 70s. in the 70s right? mid mid late mid mm -hmm. and so anyway so he uh so he asked me on a date i said yes and i i i always liked like I like like Beach Boy music. I liked, you You're know, a pop girl. Yeah, pop I I didn't like. I mean, I liked some R and B soul, but not. I liked oldies. Hmm. <laughs> so this dude comes and he's all excited because he's gonna take me to a concert. And I have never loved. He music. loved music. And I'd never been to a concert in my life. Okay. Well, I had been, I had seen Mexican artists. No, I bet you had. Lots. <laughs> and so we go to this concert and he takes me to freaking see Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the music. I, I couldn't stand it. I was mad, but I, Liked him, so I couldn't be mad at him. Everybody was smoking pot. I was coughing the whole time. I probably got high. Of course you did. Contact high. Um, 
it was horrible. It was horrible. And then, you know, he was all like, oh, did you have a good time? Oh, yeah, of course. But I hated it. And I never forgot. How could this idiot not even ask me what kind of music I like? And he takes me to see a group like that. Okay, but in hindsight, you got to see Black Sabbath during... At the forum. Oh, at the peak peak and prime time like when they were all young oh yeah i mean it was a good concert but it was like you know i don't like loud music yeah, yeah. and and and, and self that had nothing to he do. was part deaf he would say <laughs> and so like when he put music on in the house the 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 speakers were those old wooden speakers that had like that, that crisscross yes the screen crisscross on the front pattern thing that that's those those covers would almost sometimes like almost pop off because he had it so loud yes I remember Saturday <sighs> mornings you oh. just yelling at him and there there the fighting would start <laughs> and, and go higher even higher yeah so that was beginning that was the beginning and we. Uh, we met in 73. We met in 73 or like the end of 72. We met in, oh, I think it was 73. And then we got married in 74. Oh. And then we had one. Misty. Yeah, she yeah, that was our first baby and and then you had the best a couple then, years later. And then you had the other. Uh, very shortly after. Well, like what, twenty months? Something <sighs> like that? Twenty months apart. You did it. You did it. You have perfection and then you tried a second time and you got you got pretty alright. <laughs> You and dad were married for how long? Well, I think when he passed away, I think we were married 30, 34 years, 74 to 2005. Yeah. Just like six months shy of. We were married a long time. years. That's a whole, that's a lifetime. That was a long, that <laughs> was a long time. That only by the grace of God did we see those many years. Yeah. Tumultuous at best. It was hard. I just, you know, I just always remembered uh, Will Juan, you know, always saying, I remember him telling me, and if, and if, and if you get married, when you get married, don't ever think you can come back. Why would you have wanted to? That's why I never went back. Why would you have wanted to? So, you know, it, in other words, you know, you, in, my, in my dad's eyes, in my dad's mind, you got married, you got married for life. Which wasn't the case because a couple of my siblings didn't. Their marriages didn't last. Right, and that was okay for them. And not But I was a female, boy. and, you know, machismo was very high in our family, and 
aside from feeling like it being ingrained into you and your generation that, oh, you're, once you do it, you're stuck. And unfortunately, that's been passed on to a lot of your children, especially in your family. Um, what, when times got really tough, when things got really hard, what kept you in it? My kids. Don't use me as an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. I, I just, you but know. it is, but it was. It was for, for a good portion of my marriage. I, we endured a lot and I was under the assumption and I had convinced myself that children needed both parents and that you know not, is not necessarily the case but at the time you know i did what i thought was best for my kids and set aside my um set aside all of my sadness and pain because I just wanted my kids to have a mom and a dad and live under the same roof. And I don't think you're alone in that, mom. You know, I, I think a lot of women and some men, but a lot of women, mothers especially, you kind of suffer in silence because you think you're doing the best by your children, right? Yeah. And... I, ha I have to assume and correct me if I'm wrong, that me knowing you and knowing how you love um, and knowing how kind of overly, eternally optimistic you are. Like, I know for you, if you buy a lotto ticket, you have convinced yourself. You've already started spending the money oh, that yeah. you're going to win from the Mega Millions. You know what you're going to do. Um, I have to assume that you believe things could at some point sometimes get better or maybe focused on the good days and the good times and yeah kept you, yourself going with that yeah you you know you 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 know if you fall down you get right back up and <clears throat> and i i I guess I was kind of like a hopeless romantic and mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, I, I, I suppressed a lot and, and like you say, you know, I, I, I focused on all the good stuff and I put the bad stuff in the closet and I shut the door. I don't think yours is a singular experience. And I think that <clears throat> anyone who is, in any type of difficult relationship who has difficulties that might go a little beyond normal average bickering, let's say without revealing too much because that now that is neither here nor there. Um, and it's not to say, Oh, I'm just sweeping it under the rug, but like, what would it matter? Yeah. If he had a gambling addiction, if he, you know, whatever, I think we can comfortably say, yes, he had a problem with alcohol, which he combated and, I, when we were younger, things were peak at their worst. And then he had other demons that he fought and battled throughout his life. And unfortunately, 
never got the opportunity to fully make up for it. And I know that although you struggled and maybe I remember a lot more than I should or was privy to a lot more than, I mean, kids, kids pick up on things, kids know things. And I'm a very perceptive and a little bit of a nosy type person all up in the mix. So I know quite well what you've gone through, at least you know, to, to certain points, but I do know and could see that near the end, things had kind of shifted. You found a little more of your power and willingness to stand up with him. And maybe I stroked that fire a little bit and, you know, you found the, like, I could talk back. You could talk back. You talked back to him. And it was, it would be so funny to me to watch him back down. Like you put him in his place and he'd just kind of like, oh, and mumble off, go back to the couch or make himself a raspado or go and get himself some delicious food that he would never bring back for us. Only <laughs> go and get Jack in a box for himself while blasting. Hey, y'all. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Driving down the driveway in the Saturn, in the gold Saturn. <laughs> speeding down the the very long driveway um but i know throughout anything i know through all of it dad loved you yeah unfortunately he wasn't raised by a man who showed him how to love how to show love and grandpa wasn't raised by a man who showed him how to love it, you know generationally it just got passed down and it's sad when things like that happen and all we can do is hope and pray that people get the chance to make amends and make things right. And I feel like from what I know, dad had started trying. It's like he was falling in love with you all over again. Yeah, and trying. you just like, we would laugh about it. I'm like, ugh, so gross. Like, ugh. Like, yeah, it, 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 yeah, he, you know, it was, it was, it, it, I mean, looking back now, it was sad because he was trying and I was like, not over it, but like. A like, little too late. Yeah, it was too late. I just, I kept waiting for him to go back to who he was. And so I just, you know, I started going to church and I just prayed a lot and just asked God to. You know, I I <clears throat> I wasn't strong enough. I was stronger, but I wasn't strong enough to say I'm done. I want a divorce. The kids are older. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm done. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And so <clears throat> I just, you know, prayed and prayed for God to to take care of things so that I wouldn't have to make any decisions. And he did. You know, he, I feel like God listened to me and he took your dad when I least expected. And, and then at that point I was like, how can I ask you why you took him when I asked you to do what I couldn't do? 
Do you feel... That was the hardest thing for me that I think that I live with. That remorse every day of my life. Um, <clears throat> you feel responsible for his death? I don't feel responsible for his death. I feel... Like I made his death come faster, come sooner. Were you praying for his death? No, I just, I just like, I, I just couldn't walk away. So God took him away from me. I understand how you could think that, but. But I wasn't praying like, God, let him just die. No, because I loved your dad. I just, I loved him. I just, we had, <clears throat> I think we had grown apart and he was trying to make us go back together. And maybe I put up a wall at the end. And <clears throat> I think the hardest thing of, losing your dad so suddenly and unexpected for me was that <clears throat> that we said unkind words to each other right before he passed and i'll have to live with that the rest of my life talk to me about that last date oh my gosh went. The night before, he wanted to go on a Saturday night. He said he wanted to go on a date. He wanted to go to the movies. <clears throat> so we went to the Norwalk Theater, mm -hmm. and we saw that movie with, uh, is it Clint Eastwood? And uh, what was the girl's name? She was a boxer, he, and he was her trainer. Uh, was that Million Dollar Baby? Yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we went to see that and he was holding my hand we just had you know <clears throat> we were talking we weren't arguing so yeah so we went we went to go see that movie it was a really really good movie and normally I fall asleep even if the movie's like super good but no I stood awake we, we uh I remember it was really cold. It was like foggy cold. And then um, we just drove back to the house. And I don't remember if I made dinner before we left or when we came back. But I remember he loved <clears throat> potatoes with hot dogs and <laughs> onion and refried beans and flour tortillas. Papas and weenies. And Papa's on weenie, so that's that's what we had for dinner that night. Um, did yeah. You, did you feel anything? Did you like? Did you feel? Uh uh. It was just like any other day. It was just like. No, I didn't feel anything. It was just really good to be, to be civil out and civil, and ha and we had a nice time. But I didn't like that night, like, you know, I didn't know. And I didn't, um, 
I didn't feel anything. And, you know, he didn't indicate that night that he wasn't feeling well. Take me back to that morning. And you already said, like, you guys had some not so kind words to say to each other. He didn't want me to go to church that day. He did not want you to go to church. And you guys were fighting about it. And he never said anything. He would never tell me don't go to church. And you were fighting like FUs were being thrown. Yeah, like that, you know. And and maybe I, after, you know, after with time, I always thought like maybe maybe he he felt and and he didn't want to be alone he i mean he wasn't alone because he was with you but maybe he wanted me to be there with him but at the same time <clears throat> maybe i wouldn't have been strong enough to be there with him it was a, it was just a weird Sunday morning because my brother, who did not live at home with us, had partied and hung out with his friends the night before. Yeah. They had partied the night before locally, and he spent the night at the house. So we were all home. We were never all home. Not at that point. Not anymore. So it just... Weird. No, I think... Everything truly happens for a reason, and it's all in God's perfect and divine timing, regardless of how we feel about it or how we understand it. Had you been home, it, it would have... Uh, I don't know if you could have handled it. I don't think I could have. You were completely gone. You were not there. We had to call you. And I had you just to the left. It was minutes 15, 15 maybe minutes after you had left and then he was gone i i i just i remember after you know because so often he would say he didn't feel good he didn't feel good and i was like i don't a little bit hypochondriac ish like a little bit again no mm -hmm. i'm going mm-hmm both, I just, I'm going to say it because looking back, it's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. It's sad. It's, it's sad, funny, but not funny at all. Your guys' last words to each other were, fuck you, Jack, I'm going to church. Fuck you, Maxine, go to church. Mm. Go to hell. Oh, he told you to and go I to said, hell? And I said, you fucking go to hell. <clears throat> Why are you whispering? Because I just, it's like, I, that's even hard for me to say now. Like, how could I say that to him? Because that's how you guys were. <sighs> that's how you, you fought. That's how you yelled at each other. And I only laugh because, again, like I said earlier, in death, we like to glamorize things. And you hide and you cover up the hard parts. Yeah. And... You, it wouldn't have been a normal morning <laughs> if you guys didn't yell at each other. That's so weird to say, but like realistically, it wouldn't have been a normal morning if you were like, well, you know what? I love you. So I'm just gonna go to church and pray for you. 
okay, I understand. Do what you need to do. I would have been like, oh my God, you're both dying right now. You're both, are you both going to die? Why are you talking to each other like that? What is actually going on? You, you went out the way that you lived your life. You went out the way that your relationships, the way that your relationship was. It wouldn't have been you two if you would have done it any differently. Do you, looking back, do you wish you would have stayed home? Yeah. Because I, obviously there would, there was nothing that, that I could have done that would have changed the scenario, the outcome. And I probably would have gotten all crazy, but I would have been with him mm -hmm. physically. And maybe that's more for me, but I, I, yeah. Well, I think that would have been for both of you. You know, it would have been for you too. It would have been for me. It would have been for my brother. Like it would have been for our family unit to all be together. I mean, I look back too, because I, I've mentioned it on previous previous episodes, or at least on one previous episode, or at least I think I have told the story. I'm pretty positive, like season two or so. I told the story of what happened to him. And just long story short, he died of a massive heart attack and it was out of nowhere. And maybe the signs were leading up to it. And had he not, not hid or covered up, but he was very reassuring to me that he was okay and he would be okay. Because then I think, like, you think, well, if I would have been there, at least I would have been there. Well, if I would have just called 911, if I would have just, instead of telling him I was going to take him to the hospital, forced him to go to the ER. And they've told us things wouldn't have been different. But right. who knows? Hindsight, right? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. not like the year, but like yeah. vision. Um, I just to bring it back to relationships and away from the tragedy and away from how everything happened, just what happened at 52 years old, you lost your spouse. The person for better or for worse, you planned on growing old with never, Never. I mean, that was just something I never thought. I mean, yeah, we're all going to die, but I just never thought that I would lose him. I never thought of one of us dying. Never. And I'm not saying that that I'm that I'm glad he went first. I I don't hope I don't re relay that. No. But I think that had I passed on before him, he couldn't have continued it. I I think I'll say it. I think if you had passed on before him, I wouldn't have any parents right now. Yeah. I wouldn't have parents. Dad was not strong enough to do life without you being here. He couldn't have done it here without you. The way you 
have without him. What do you feel is missing from life with him being gone? The love that he would have had for our grandkids. I just... I just picture him bouncing the princess. Giving her no limits. And being so proud of his grandson. And even, you know, if he was in a sport that his dad used to do, I can even hear him saying, ah, you're better than your dad ever was. Oh, my God. Can you imagine all the crap he would talk oh. at his baseball games? Oh, <laughs> to, I mean, I could just... To my bro? <laughs> I just, you know, I could just... That's the hardest thing for me. Well, and the fact that best dude, the, there's a resemblance to... Oh. When your dad, when was, dad young. was his age, the freckles, the transparent, translucent white skin. He looks a lot like the dad. curly hair. And he's got the like, um, like straight sense of humor, like just witty, mm -hmm. witty on point. Cause that was one thing. Dad's sense of humor. If he taught, he was pretty quiet around a lot of people reserved around a lot of people but i think he just kept he talked to people he wanted he to talk to people to. he liked and he didn't talk to people he didn't but his sense of humor yeah was incredible <laughs> and that smile when he had his smile oh he could light up a room when he wasn't with his smile and his blue eyes when he wasn't turning off the electricity he could light up a room Do you think if given the time, you could have reconciled your relationship? Probably. Found a way to love him again? Yeah. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think we were, I think we were on that road and I know that I, I know that my love for him would have superseded my stubbornness to pay him back for the hurt he had caused me because I don't, I don't hold grudges. I don't hold yeah. hurt. I'm, I, I'm forgiving. And yeah, I think also, you know, you can, you can be a little more influenced. I won't say easily influenced, but you can be a little more influenced. And I think, unfortunately, there were a few outside factors, people who felt um, a place to kind of impose their feelings of dad on you. And I think it affected your ability to see what he was yeah. trying to do how he was trying to love you. I think unfortunately it affected that. I think so too. I don't fault you for it, but you know, had, 
had those people, that person not been around, had you guys not been so close, maybe it wouldn't have been as difficult for you because yes, you, you don't put your foot down easily and you don't do it for a lot of things. But when you are dug into the ground, you will not move. You will not budge. Your, your willingness to just like right or wrong. Done. Done. Yeah. If I didn't even know I was going to ask you this. I'm a jerk for doing it, but oh, well, here we are. Let's cry. <clears throat> I hope you guys all cry too. Cause that's what you get for listening to this. If you could say anything to him, what would it be? I'm so sorry for what I said to you before you left. Please forgive me and know that I truly loved you. And because, because of that, because of never being able to say I'm sorry, I just, and I know you can't always do it, but I just think it's so crucial to not, to not go to sleep. <clears throat> To not let the last words to your spouse or your partner be words of anger. Because you don't know that you're going to have tomorrow to be kind, to say kind, loving words to them. Do you think he forgives you? I think so. I've asked him many times to forgive me. And for the longest time, I, I, I didn't. <clears throat> I had nightmares of, you know, of him coming back at me and, and letting me know that he, no. But but he one time came to me in a dream. I couldn't vividly see him, but I knew it was him standing in the doorway. <laughs> and he just said to me not to beat myself up anymore, that I was okay. And he was okay, too. And that was just my sign that he had forgiven me. So I think if 
this episode can do, if this time, I won't even say episode, it sounds weird to say that, if this time that we've spent today bringing up old stuff, revealing new stuff, reminiscing on your marriage can do anything for you. I'm hoping that it'll give you the freedom. Um, it'll give you the grace. And it'll give you the peace that you need to finally forgive yourself. I feel like a big... <clears throat> Like a big weight's been lifted. <clears throat> I wasn't. I wasn't worried or scared about what I was going to say. I was worried about how I was going to feel. And. <clears throat> And I just feel, I feel at peace within me. I feel, I, I can, I just, I can breathe. I've never talked about it. No. Well, I feel at peace in this space that I haven't felt in a very long time. And I feel like. Like, honestly, I feel like, I feel like your dad's always with us. Like, he's always protecting us. He's not going to let anything bad happen to us. And even, you know, when there's turmoil and... <clears throat> Amongst us, amongst our immediate family. I just feel like, like your dad is there. Like he's just watching over us. And I recently, one of my devotionals was about, about peace and patience. And, and your dad came to mind. I, And I, I went to bed that night, and I prayed, and I talked to him, and it was just weird, because I never dream him. And I went to bed, and I was reading that, <clears throat> that devotion over and over, because I felt it was speaking to me, and clear as day, clear as day. I saw your dad and I just felt it was just like, this just happened two nights ago, I think. I honestly can say that I felt his hands on my shoulders. And I fell asleep. I fell asleep, but I know he was telling me to hang in there. I'd never felt him like that. I I'd never I don't dream him very often. And I couldn't hear what he was saying to me, but I, I just his hands were on my shoulders. 
And for you to fall asleep easy, that takes a lot. <laughs> yeah. Nice slip good. <clears throat> and look, here we are. I know. Told you I knew it would be hard, but I knew it would be good for you. Yeah. He knew it would be good for you. Oh. You did it. I know. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Ugh. No more words. No more time. The thing just told me, hey, 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 we're tired of hearing you guys cry and sniffle and cough your mucus. I hope coughs. that came out good. It did. If anyone out there has lost a spouse, again, it's not something, spouse or partner, it's not something that I can fully understand, but I hope today that we've helped you. Um, even if it's just to show a little extra love and appreciation to the person you love during this season. Because, again, like the co said, you never know when your time is up. And don't go to sleep angry. Don't let, don't let your last words be those of anger because no. it's not something you want to carry with you for any amount of time. Believe me, you don't. Thanks, Mom. I really appreciate you doing this. You're welcome. I love you. I love you, too. And I'll talk 